How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z! I'm Kate, and we're back with our club bestie, David Day from Horror Movie Talk. Say hi, David. Hi. Hey, how are you? How are you? Now everyone say, ew, David. Ew, David. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that David's here um, because, well, one, this is an episode that David voted for. This This went to the patron polls like all our episodes do, and it was tied. It was a Nick Cage poll, and it was tied with Wicker Man. And the Nick Cage Wicker Man. The, to be clear, yes, the Nick Cage Wicker Man. And when in the event of a tie, the vice president, which is a tier of the patrons, they get to cast a tie-breaking vote. And um, David texted me, and <laughs> I remember this because I was like, correct. He said, okay, like, I can't get to my email, but my vote is for Vampire's Kiss. This is the difference between a good time and a bad time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we have to watch the movie. You know, it's right. one. It would be one thing to listen to a, a review of the Nickerman, the the Nickerman, um, the Nicky Dicky Man. Uh, I was thinking, I was thinking of pants. The Nick Cage Man. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of, of Nick Cage. Uh, it'd be one thing uh, to to listen to a review of the Nick Cage Wicker Man, uh, but. It'd be a whole different thing to have to sit through it and then review Unpleasant. it. Unpleasant. And I don't want to I was, that. I was so, because it was dead tied. And we honestly don't have that many ties on the patron group. And I was like, please, Jesus Christ, for all that is holy, VPs, please don't vote for Wicker Man. A couple did. No offense to you guys, because I bet it would be fun <laughs> to listen to. But overwhelmingly, everyone was like, vampires kiss all the way. They just want to see that, you I'm suffer. Grateful. They do, yeah. It, I, I, I think that that's exactly what it was. But I hadn't seen Vampire's Kiss. I assume that you have. I'd seen b- bits and pieces of it, I think, on mostly from memes, but also yeah. also from, uh, I think, like cable television back in the day. But no, I had this never... This was on cable? I, I think. I don't know. I, I'm not sure where I caught it is what I'm trying to say, but I'm so glad we watched it. <laughs> should we should we just say because i have a feeling that you liked it david uh, uh, yeah i mean i <laughs> i like this one i like this a lot it has so many interesting things going for it yeah I, <laughs> yes it does it i mean it's a movie that leans heavily on uh nick cage's entertainment entertaining acting and yes. um and I mean, he's just such an incredibly—I um, don't—I don't know—just so weirdly interesting to watch in this. He's fascinating to watch. 
I, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm obsessed with Nick Cage. I'm going to go see his new movie tomorrow. Um, I, I love him so deeply. I think he's an incredible actor, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too much into that yet. Cause I know that there are already people out there who are like, man, Nick Cage, he's a bad actor. Blah, people whatever. don't like Nick Cage. Yeah. People really don't like Nick Cage. What? Really? Yeah. And it showed, it showed with this movie. Like, so I have all the tea for like the production of this movie. Cause it was a freaking disaster because this movie was Nick Cage, like right when he was coming into his Nick Cageiness. Mm-hmm. It was like right at, right as he was doing Moonstruck, he was going to be famous, but it was like, what kind of famous are you going to be? Yeah. And he, it was, I'll just, little teaser, it was nuts. The shit that Nick Cage does for his movies is nuts. Um, and it just makes me like him even more for it. He's, I mean, he's part, uh, he's been part of, I can't, I cannot imagine people disliking Nick Cage. Many people. That's so weird to me. Many people dislike it. Well, I think they don't understand him. I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. I have a whole opinion piece. I have a whole soapbox I'm going to get on and will get on and continue to get on, even when not asked to get on this about Nick Cage. But I want to talk about like the production of this movie because it was nuts. I want to talk about the reception of this movie because it was nuts. And I want to talk about just Nick Cage because he's nuts. But I feel like a lot of people don't know what this movie is. So, (laughs) like, right? Like, I didn't really know what it was. It's, I mean, it's a weird thing is what it is. (laughs) It's so unique. Um, And actually, like, the, I feel like my very, one of my very favorite movies of all time was modeled after this. Um, What? What was that be? The adaptation of American Psycho with, with, uh. With Bateman or uh, Christian Bale, Christian with Bale. Patrick Bateman, with Patrick Bateman, David. It's so interesting that you said that because as I was watching this movie, I'm like, wait, this is is, is this yeah. is this American Psycho? It's like it's like the foundation of all of American Psycho. It's so and, weird. And American Psycho was like praised by critics, and spoiler alert: this one was not. <laughs> That's, People yeah. did not appreciate this movie. Yeah, this was the first and last um, m- m- directorial effort mm-hmm. of uh, of boy of, of I can't remember the fellow who, who Robert did. Bierman. Robert Bierman, yes, yes. He, he never yeah, got, really worked again. Well, he never got hired again. Right. Yeah. That's that's the key, and neither did the writer Joseph Minion. He never got hired again. Nick Cage got hired again because yeah. Nick Cage was already going to be a star. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I guess we. I, yeah, go ahead. I kind of want to. I kind of want to say like what Vampire's Kiss is. Okay. I want to. I want to explain <laughs> for listeners who are like, "What is this movie?" For listeners who know this movie because of the memes, because that honestly, that's how I figured this movie. That's how I learned about this movie was the memes. Um, I have kind of like a little synopsis. So. Vampire's Kiss is a horror comedy about a mentally disturbed literary agent, Peter Lowe, played by Nick Cage, whose empty, unfulfilled romantic exploits cause him to rant to his therapist and torment his poor secretary, Alva. <laughs> Alva! <laughs> Alva! And then Peter is bitten by a vampiric lover named Rachel, who he believes to be a vampire. And he descends into insanity. He begins begging for death. 
and it becomes this spiral of madness, this descent into madness. And uh, yeah, that's that's Vampire's Kiss, right? There you are. There you are. That's my favorite part of the entire movie, <laughs> where he jumps on the table and he goes, "There you are." <laughs> Poor fucking Alva. And fun fact. You know, a lot of people don't like Nick Cage because they find him to be like, like he overacts. Um, there's like this misconception that he doesn't like respect the script or the director, but that was script that was scripted, and that was actually directed. Um, Bierman was like, "I want you to jump on that table," it's, and he did. It's such an impressive moment because <laughs> because he goes from like flat footed to three feet up onto a table on the table like a cat <laughs> like boom there you are yeah well i have to ask because i made my little list because this movie if nothing else is mad quotable mm. it's mad quotable um quotes aside what are your favorite moments from this movie David? <laughs> i mean Give me three. Give me a top three. It doesn't have to be ranked. Just top three moments. <laughs> they're all, I mean, they're all obviously just Cage just chewing the the the, the script apart, you know, like, I mean, I mean, his number one has to be his explanation of how simple filing is. <laughs> That's the best. That's the like, number one. That is the best one. Where he's talking, he's talking to his therapist or his psychiatrist, and he's and he's so perturbed that he's like, because he's had Alva, he's been, he's set, he's he's like Alva, you need to find this file. It should be in this this specific client's file. A file that is not important. Right for no but real he's pretending reason. Pretending is important. Yeah, he's set her on this worthless task that he even admits is worthless and. And he uses that as a scapegoat for his why his life is falling apart, and <laughs> and he he proceeds to explain to his psychiatrist in this fit of rage how easy it is to file something alphabetically by just quoting the alphabet. I've never misfiled anything. I've never misfiled anything. Never, not once. <laughs> it's if like, you guys this movie at least please, like you don't even have to look far if you just type vampires kiss into youtube there are so many clips there's so many but the a b c d e f g is i assume that's where you're going with a b c d e f g yeah. and you would think that that scene because it's so nick cage and it's so bizarre you would think that he completely improvised that and he didn't it was entirely choreographed. He worked on, there's a quote I have that it was him saying, yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought that like, that was just like improv, but everything was in the script and like the crazy hand gestures that he's doing. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Where hand he's gestures. like, he's like putting his hands on his hip in the front and then he throws yes. them to the back. He's and like... then he's just pointing around with his hands. All of that he said was choreographed with his cat in his <laughs> hotel room, which like, God, that poor cat. <laughs> You That's feel, terrifying. You feel a lot of empathy for animals. We were talking about... Uh, <laughs> Too much, I think. <laughs> Too much. We were talking about some... Man, Kate can tell you some stories. Let me tell you. I can you, tell you some stories. If you, if some you, vet stories. If you guys want some wacky vet stories, you just... <laughs> 
Just just ask her about <laughs> about the what was it a wiener dog? It's a wiener dog. Yeah, it always, was a wiener dog. It's always a wiener dog. <laughs> it's all they they're repressed. <laughs> Bless you if you have a wiener dog. We love wiener dogs. Um, Bryce calls them sausage dogs, which I think is so funny. That's me. Um, you're getting Bryce and me mixed up. I thought Bryce called it a sausage dog. Uh, I think my German neighbor when I was a kid called it a sausage dog. Mm, maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe. I call them wiener dogs, and they have they have issues. I love them, but they have issues. Well, yeah, back issues. But that's not what this is about. This is about vampires kiss. Get it together. That's Kate. right. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> that's that's number one for me also, I have to say. Um Number two for me, as far as best moments in this movie that is full of incredible moments, is whenever Nick Cage is buying the fangs. The things? The fangs. Oh, yes. And they show him these like these like nice like molded fangs. Yeah. And he, he's like, I have $3. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we, we can accommodate that. And they give him like the Halloween fangs. And he wears them. <laughs> incredible that was a great incredible that was a great moment i really liked like we're we're spoiling a lot here but there's a moment where he's at the end that i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna spoil it yet but where he's just past the point of no return and he's talking to himself in the street and i'm just i I just smile the whole way through i'm just like it's amazing you know that for that scene if you know, you know. For that scene, uh, none of those extras are actually extras. It looked that way. I, that, and I, yeah. It looked. They were like, "What the fuck is going? On? Is that Nick Cage?" And like, <laughs> is that Nick fucking Cage with blood on his face? Yeah. <laughs> They're terrified because he's just going up to people, like asking for them to kill them, to kill him, and like saying that he's going crazy. And it's literally just like Manhattan residents and homeless persons, just like. Please stay away from me. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. It's a great, there's so many great moments. I mean, and his, he's so expressive. Like he holds nothing back and he builds this character that is, I feel like he threw some Donald Trump in there because of the way he talks, you know, (gasps) the accent, that weird accent where you're like, what? is that exactly but if you yes. step back from it a little bit it does sound a lot like donald trump and trump was you know he was big in the 80s too yeah so you know um that accent was like a, a big point of contention on set really yeah because it was so nick cage wanted to to duh he, he was like i want to do this weird pompous fake british yeah transatlantic kind of accent and the director loved it like the director and Cage were like, but like they were like, we get it. I'm on your page, you're on my page. And the producers were horrified. Really? <laughs> they were like, what the actual fuck is he doing? He cannot do that accent. And then Bierman, the director, said, Look, we have been working on this accent a lot. We chose it because if if Nick Cage did this role completely straight, the character is so hateful that it would be unwatchable. Right. It works, you know. Like he, he's, <laughs> that got, was good. he's got like this. He's got like this a little bit of twang, but also like it's breathy, and it's like you just can't possibly take it seriously. You're like, oh, that's silly. He's he's acting silly. It's all so affected. Yes, yeah, 
it does it distances me from like what is actually happening because if you take this movie literally it's not very funny <laughs> it's not that funny of a movie but it it was meant to be funny it was meant to be a horror comedy but people didn't did not understand it when it came out it was so poorly oh it's time for the game actually david oh a game a game i mean i kind of gave you a little bit of a spoiler and i will also tell you that this has been revised um since the 80s the game has yes the game has <laughs> the rotten tomatoes score has oh so okay. this is the part of the the game where you have to guess the rotten tomato score for the movie critic and audience which is two completely different things and just keep in mind that this has been revised since yeah the 80s because in the 80s it would have gotten like a zero percent but also keep in mind it's still vampires kiss <laughs> so okay. what do you think critics give it percentage wise oh boy um i gotta imagine it's sitting just because of the way rotten tomato tomatoes works I gotta imagine, so it gauges sentiment, right? And it goes, the way it works is it goes, was it a positive review or was it a negative review? Okay. So, and then if it's positive, it that person gets a one, you know, that in their algorithm. And if it's a negative view, it gets a zero. So it doesn't like, it. like if, if I were to give it a seven out of 10, they wouldn't give it a seven out of 10. They give it a one right. out of- Right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that since it was so poorly received at first, but now holds this weird cherished spot in so many people's little cult classic library, I'm going to guess that critics probably have it around a 64 or 5, somewhere in the mid-60s, something like that. Holy shit. Actually, let me do that more like um, the character would. Holy shit. Because <laughs> it was 61. Critics give it a 61. Wow. Damn, David. That was like really good. Well, thank you. We're have, good at this game. Over on Horror Movie Talk, we play the Rotten Tomatoes. We have a game. It's a great game. After our, after our review sometimes, that's the Rotten Tomatoes game. And you got to guess the critic. So we, do, we practice. But you didn't cheat. No. I mean. Okay, good. No, I, no, I don't. Uh, I don't cheat. Ever, but so Ever. am I, so am I supposed to also guess the audience reviews? Yeah, you do. Audience is always way trickier. Um, it is trickier, yeah. Mainly because we like for me, it's because we don't practice. Well, like we don't give any weight to the audience reviews, but they're also usually. I feel like they're so pretentious. More. <laughs> Well, because you have... The plebs. Well, no, it's not that. It's <laughs> We have another game that we play on Horror Movie Talk that's, that's called Bad Reviews for Good Movies, and it's just yeah. us sorting through the one-star reviews for, like, Alien. And it's some guy being like, I was so scared, I had to turn it off. I, ha I had to buy a new pair of pants, one star. Those are my favorite reviews. <laughs> or people who get the movie wrong. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, they're, where they're like, I it had no sharks in it, zero, yeah, <laughs> one star. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like they're either way up or they're way down. So I'm gonna say they're way up, and I'm gonna say eighty-five percent for audience uh, score. If only David, if only really this, 
53%. Weird. Isn't that offensive? <laughs> yeah, that's, I wouldn't think. Just, I had so much fun watching it. I just would have thought. I know. This movie, I don't want to jump straight ahead because we are going to rate and rank this later. But I will say this is a movie that I watched and then immediately I could have watched it again. (laughs) And I can't say that for many movies at all. I was immediately like more (laughs) again. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty. You kind of go, what was that? And that's what happened. (laughs) That's my favorite thing in movies is when they kind of like they make you question everything and they and it's great because it's he's I mean, this is this is just all kind of if you've seen American Psycho, it's a very similar feeling of like having this super unreliable narrator kind of like bring you through the movie. You're like, well, I'm watching the movie through the standpoint of a protagonist turned antagonist, a good guy turned bad guy, a Manhattan protagonist turn antagonist right and so you're like yeah. so you only have him to really gauge what's happening and it gets crazier and crazier and at some point you're like this isn't real <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a point when you're like hold on <laughs> for me is when he bought the teeth <laughs> <laughs> yeah the teeth. i was like okay maybe not because <laughs> i tend to lean into the more like literal interpretation of the movies just because i find that to be more fun and in general less depressing um so i was leaning into that and then he bought the teeth and he couldn't afford the good teeth and he bought like the plastic halloween teeth i'm like all right so maybe he's not maybe he's not a vampire maybe he's just fucking crazy yeah i i wrote i wrote down what did i write oh i i wrote i can't help but feel like writer Joseph Minion spent some time on the New York, New York subway watching mentally disturbed people and began <laughs> and began posing the question to himself, what brought this person to this unfortunate place? What was their life like before and during their transition into madness? Yes. It's interesting that you thought about Joseph Minion like that because there is a reason that he wrote this movie. Really? Yeah, there's a reason. And I'm not going to tell you yet because hmm. we have to do film breakdown. <laughs> okay. But it's okay. coming. Okay. Well, cool. actually, first I have to do club bulletins because mm. I forgot about that part. So um, if you've listened this far and you aren't really sure what's happening, uh, welcome. You're part of this club now. And um, there's not really a lot you can do about it. You're just part of it. And we do have some new club officers. <gasps> we have two new club officers. Um, we have. Laura A. from uh, Auburn, Washington, and uh, she is our new VP. And then we have another David. <gasps> so I get, to, I get to say, ooh, David, more than I already say it. Yay. And he's our new club secretary from Chicago. So we have new, two new patrons. And uh, if you guys uh, w- want to be a club member, cool, you already are. If you want to be a club officer, all you have to do is join our patron page. It's how you vote on the movies that we cover, like, vampires kiss and if you're a vp you get to do the tiebreaker um big big thank you again to our vps for not making me watch wicker man (laughs) i really didn't want to i really didn't want to watch that i probably will eventually but but not today i never misfiled anything not once not one time not once (laughs) i've never misfiled anything and if you haven't seen this movie i'm just gonna everyone needs to please will you please just do me a favor and please go watch it um and don't ask questions that's the only favor i ask of our club members today 
let me just say, uh, the club members are the best. They're the best people. And how do I know this? Because I'm a club member, and I have, <laughs> I have a high opinion of myself, obviously. <laughs> but also, all the rest of them are just wonderful, and I'm so glad that you guys chose to make a club out of it because that hits the little cozy spot in my heart it's so cozy isn't it yeah oh my gosh something so cute i have a bonus shout out actually um for my friend max um he he is a tiktoker he's he's cool on the tiktok his tiktok is high five if you're still alive which is hilarious and um he's hilarious and i've been a really big fan of his tiktoks and he's been listening to my podcast and he because he he voted on the poll and I recognized his handle. I'm like, hold the fucking phone. No. I know. Isn't that so cool? And I'm like, you're in my club. I'm in your club. I love you. No, no, I love you. <sighs> really, really cool. So y'all should definitely check him out. High five if you're still alive. And he recommended um, Marianne for our mother poll. Have you seen Marianne yet? The show? The show. Yeah, I did watch that. That's... um. Some other language. It's French. Yes. And yeah, it's, I, and it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I watched it a couple of years ago. I don't know that I. I don't know that I watched the final episode. I can't recall. I know Bryce I will loved say this. it. Did he? That makes sense. Bryce likes that art house shit. I will say this. So he, uh, he Max, he told me to watch Marianne. He's been he's been asking for it for like a year actually. <laughs> um, and on the mother poll, he's like Marianne. And so I started watching it, and it is the first show I've seen in a long time that gave me nightmares. Wow. Yeah, like it, I, it's pretty unsettling. I got up in the middle of the night to pee, and I was like, poor Nick. I'm like, this light goes on, and this light goes on, and that light goes on. And, and then they stay on for 10 minutes, and so I feel like turning them off. How many rooms are there between your room and the bathroom? There's two, and it's way too many. And the oh. thing is, it's not about the rooms. It's about the corners, because it's what's in the corners of the rooms. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Anyway, if you guys want to actually get terrified, go watch Marianne on Netflix. It was recommended by Max. Also, go check him out on TikTok. High five if you're still alive. He's hilarious. But those are my club bulletins, and I'm ready to go into film breakdown. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Film genre. I actually didn't pick one. I was going to let you pick film genre, David. I don't – okay, so I'm going to be super-duper honest with you. Like, I take a decent amount of pride in being with it, you know, and, like, yeah. getting stuff, trying to – Yeah, you're with it. Trying to stay current with the kids and being cool. <laughs> you were so close. And I got to tell you, uh, this portion of your show always confounds me because I have no idea how how I'm supposed to make it up. I go, okay, well – is you just it go with your heart. Supposed to be clever? How am I like? No, it does not have to be clever. There's some rule book to this. I, I just so I I just go oh vampire horror. I dig it. Vampire but, horror. Or honestly, make out horror. horror make out horror. I take both. Vampire make out horror. Done. Oh, oh no! I, wait. I think I I think I just I think I just got it. Okay, Fake plastic it? teeth horror. <laughs> David, you fucking nailed it. Oh, thank you. You fucking yes, correct <laughs> answer. If I how could, did you do it so fast? I don't know, but if I could make you make that squeaky giggle sound anymore, I would. My <laughs> life would be complete. 
<laughs> that's how you know I thought it was really funny. When I squeak, that's when it was funny. It was great. So, all right, plastic vampire teeth horror. Yeah. I love it, David. That's perfect. Well, thank you. And, you know, this is an older movie. This movie came out in 1989, and the budget was only $2 million, which that's, like, cheap. That's on the cheap cheap. Yeah. And they saved a lot of money in a lot of ways. Uh, they used empty city government buildings to do, like, the office scenes and also to serve as, like, their production studio headquarters. <laughs> so I think they just, like, claimed space in New York and Manhattan. They're like, you're not using that? Great, we'll take it. And also, one of the producer's parents just, like, gave them $10,000. Oh, damn. So it was, it was like, one of those kinds of movies. One of and those. And then Nick Cage. Things. Yeah, one of those. And then Nick Cage really wanted to make this movie. I'll get into it. But he really wanted to make this movie. And he took what was basically nothing for a Hollywood star, which was $40,000. That's not nothing to me. But, like, sure, if you're Nick Cage, like. <laughs> right. I know. Isn't, like, that, isn't that upsetting to hear? And you're like. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's it? That's all you did for seven weeks of work? Wow, oh, oh okay. wow. Oh, wow. It must have been so hard for you that during that time period. I'm so Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. And he spent it on um, his first sports car, which really I'm like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> okay. I love Nick Cage, but like, fuck you, Nick Cage. Yeah, Come on. fuck you, Nick Cage. And he, I have a quote from him where he says, yeah, I did the movie for no money because I liked the script and I wanted to try something new with my acting. Which is fair, because he could have taken a bunch of different roles that his producers would have been much more happy with him taking, because they did not want him taking this movie. Which he's, they, they like begged him not to. It's good that he did this because it got him used to doing what he ended up having to do in the most in more recent years, where he found himself in severe debt and just had to do any movie that came his way. Yeah, it was good practice. He little did he know. Little did he know. I'm so glad he did, though, because, like, hot take, I think Nick Cage is, like, an incredible actor. I think I think there's been a, a real renaissance starting in about 2018 yes. with Mandy and then going to mm -hmm. uh, Color Out of Space and then... Dope movies. Yeah, and then Willy's Wonderland and Pig. Like, Dope did, movies, Did you yes. get to see Pig? I haven't seen Pig. I, I still haven't seen Pig. Me neither. But I want to so badly. But Bryce keeps warning me against it because he don't listen to him. Well, he knows he knows my mental state. <laughs> well, then maybe listen. To yeah. Him. So well, I'm gonna go see what is it? It's a it's a ridiculously long name. I can never remember. God bless you, Nick Cage. I just don't remember. Prisoners of Ghostland. No, it's the one that came out like today, like the unbearable weight of incredible talent or something like that. It's like a fictional movie about Nick Cage's acting career. Yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Of massive talent. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm going to go see that tomorrow. Ooh. Absolutely. In cannot th wait. In a theater? In a theater. Huh. With popcorn and everything. It sounds like a movie. It sounds like a movie that would have a very limited release. Are you in a place that you that you can just go watch let me see if i can watch this tomorrow just any old place i think you can just watch this anywhere uh, well we'll find out i'll let you know when i find out please do i think because like like you said nick cage is having like this renaissance and i am very grateful for it because the all right, spoiler alert this movie did poorly it did yeah. so bad so okay two million dollars david another game for you okay how much did this movie make at the box office oh dear did they take a okay can you tell me if they took a loss? No, yes. you shouldn't. 
Oh, you 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 can. I will tell you they took a loss. They took a loss. Oof. Oof. I I don't I know. know. A, a half a mil? It's a little better than that. <laughs> but not much. It's like 725. Wow. That's a big yikes. Wow. That's a big yikes. And, you know, it's like Nick Cage is like, yeah, that was fun. You know, anyway, I'm going to go be a, like a famous movie star. But like for the writer and the director and the producers, they were just fucked. Oof, brutal. I know. And, 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 you know, speaking of the producer, we need to get into how this movie happened. Okay. Because like, why did this movie happen? Well, I don't <laughs> why know. Why does this movie exist? I feel like I, I feel like though it was way ahead of its time. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. And it's just like what you're saying, where there's like this renaissance because millennials love Nick Cage and millennials love this movie. I don't see why you wouldn't. Like, okay, so I agree. so he so yes, he does overact, but it but it's in such an enjoyable way. It's not in a in an unbearable um annoying way it's in a very skillful like this yes. is a guy who's who's like doing stage performance on a movie yes. set he's like playing 100%. to the to the ba- to the balcony kind of thing yes. and and it's not like he's talentless because you can watch raising arizona and be like mm-hmm. wow like what a mm-hmm. crazy cool character that is and it's i don't know i just it's- don't get the hate I don't get the hate. Well, it's described. So a lot of people like who have studied Cage have kind of described his approach as this deliberate rejection of realism. He's not trying to be a realistic actor. He's trying to do something different, Yeah, which m- most actors aren't doing. And then people who don't, who don't get it, David, they people who don't, don't get it, it. They, don't, they get don't get it. They think of it as like clumsy overacting. And, it, and I, I just don't think it is. And I, I was looking at, I am not an actress. I know very, very little about acting, but I looked into different types of acting and the type of acting that Nick Cage likes to model off of is German expressionism, which is very high contrast, really severe, almost like cartoon-like. That's so cool Complete that you know Complete rejection of realism. Well, because I'm trying to understand because I like... I enjoy him on the screen so much and it is not because he is not Daniel Day-Lewis. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is something entirely different. And I, I really liked it and I appreciated it as like a horror fan, the Nosferatu elements that they use in this movie uh-huh. where he even like does like the movements of like the old, yes, he does like the movements of the old silent film Nosferatu. Yeah. And a lot of people who are nowadays like kind of coming back and like being like, leave Nick Cage alone, leave Britney alone. These people are comparing Nick Cage's acting to the, the same actors that people loved in silent films. And they're like, how can you praise these silent film actors for doing all these incredible things that you loved? And then Nick Cage does them and he's overacting and he's crazy. Right. It's not fair. Well, life's not fair, Kate. Life's not fair, and that's why he only got a cool $40,000 for, like, seven seven weeks of production. You know it only took seven weeks to shoot this movie, right? Dang. Well, I mean, that makes seven sense. Seven weeks. It's not, there's, it's not a, um, a production-heavy movie. 
No. Especially and it, no. and and all the best parts of it hinge on Cage or Alva, you know. So it's it's pretty I simple. Love Alva. Yeah, she's great. Alva. <laughs> Alva. God, I really wish I had someone at work named Alva. I don't. Or I would do that all the time. Can you imagine how terrible it would be to be named Alva? <laughs> In my office, yes. Any, if anybody had ever seen this movie and was and had a little bit of comedy in them, a little Poor bit. Poor of... Alva. I mean, I'm doing it anyway. I'm just doing it to my husband Nick. His name's not Alva, but I still do it. Was he's named and Alva now? It, you bet your ass it is. I'll be in the bedroom. I'm like, Alva, <laughs> Alva, Alva. <laughs> and then he comes and he's like, what? I'm like, can I have a glass of water? <laughs> I think it's going to be funny for like one week. And I'm still going to think it's funny and he's not going to anymore. Oh, yeah. I I'll think that's funny forever. I like, but <laughs> but to me, like, the, the, but, you know, there's that scale, right? Where it it's funny at first and then it stops being funny and you keep doing it and it starts. It being, goes right back up starts being funny again but then the, again. but then those hills just keep going you know and I, you know what and they get progressively I'll... funnier and unfunnier <laughs> as you go i agree more annoying and then more hilarious <laughs> yeah. you know so this is a this is an experiment i'll keep the club updated on how annoyed nick gets at me um <laughs> progressively shouting alva for very menial things call it, the... it will probably be things like i need to can i have some water call <laughs> it the alva meter the Alva meter, I dig it. God bless Alva. Yeah, poor she, Alva. She dealt with so much shit. Well, Alva's great, but what about Rachel? What about our vampire? Oh, she's. I mean, the cast in this is just is just gorgeous. And yes. actually, so what was her name? Jennifer. Is it Jennifer Beale? I think. Oh uh, yeah, Jennifer Beals. Mm -hmm. And she. I keep wanting to call her Jessica Beale, and it's not. You're right. She still has work to this day. She's still getting work. I was like, man, she's so pretty. Is she still she's gorgeous? Is she still working? And sure enough, she's been never stopped working. Well, she was in Flashdance, which I'm too young to have watched. Yeah, I haven't seen that. She, I, I know that it was like Flashdance was like her big movie. And then right off of that, she did Vampire's Kiss. So like good on her agents for like letting <laughs> her letting her do that, honestly. Yeah, she's in the book at Eli. Oh damn! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's she's been in she's been in stuff, and she's had steady work throughout a lot of a lot of TV. But, you know, uh, Nick Cage was like really rude to her, right? <gasps> what? I know it 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 affects me a little bit because I want Nick Cage to be like perfect, and he's not. But the reason he he was kind of cold to her at first, he warmed up and he was kind eventually. But he wanted a different actress to be the vampires, and um. That actress was Patricia Arquette, who was 19 at the time, and his girlfriend. <laughs> uh huh. So he was all butthurt because his girlfriend wasn't going to get to be in the movie. And he was like really cold and rude to Beals. And like the producers, like Beals' agents were like, what the fuck? Like, she just did flash dance. Who does this guy think he was? Who, who does he think he is? And so the producers were like, hey, no, like Nicolas Cage is just in character right now, like lying, just completely lying. 
so that she would stay in the movie. If you're gonna, but eventually he was nice. If you're going to tell a lie about something, that's a pretty solid one to go with because with, oh, Cage, yeah. with Cage, you'd be like, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'd believe it. That, that guy's unhinged. That sounds like real young people like drama baloney that that some yes. some young guy would, would perpetuate because like it's her fault she got chosen. <laughs> Correct. Like, okay, well then Patricia should have done better, I guess. I don't know. Like Also, I just can't imagine Patricia Arquette in this role. Like that's just weird. Yeah, I but guess. But I think Beals did great. Um, but I mean, you know, you get uh you get some some cutie to come suck on your neck. That sounds okay to me. You would think so, right? But yeah. he like threw a full-on fit. So like for the scene, where like they're like going at it, they're like love making yeah. scene. Yeah. So first of all, there was oh yeah. Yeah, say it like that. <laughs> so first of all, there is a completely different actress that was supposed to be the vampirist, but she had to quit because her fiance said that he'd break up with her if she had like on screen romance sex with Cage. Which like for everyone out there listening, like dump people like that. Like that's a toxic relationship. Like no, don't do that. Is it? So you, yeah, that's super toxic. So you'd be okay with Nick at play acting sex with some cutie? Eight billion percent, yes. A hundred thousand billion percent. I would be thrilled. I would be honored. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of guess I, I, I would be okay with it too. I don't know though. There's something. There's something about being a dude that's really got a lot of like. Mm-hmm. jealousy and anger involved in a lot of that kind of stuff you know i mean it's not it's it's not like by choice or something like that it's just it's just the how you're how you're wired kind of so my therapist always says that you should never feel bad about your feelings mm. you're allowed to have feelings it's just like how you act on them and how you reflect and think on them yeah i agree with that yeah action your actions is is who you are mm-hmm. yeah but there's one other, so that's like the kind of like ew, ew thing. Mm-hmm. But there's one one other thing about like the sexy scenes that mm. I thought was, I had to like quadruple resource check this because like surely not. Because Cage was like so butthurt and like angsty about Patricia Arquette not being the vampire lady that for the sexy scenes, he's like, oh, I can't even get like in the mood. I can't like get in character, which ridiculous, first of all. She's beautiful. I'll do it. But, Step aside, Cage. Yeah, truly. <laughs> wouldn't we all? And he's like, no, I can't. I'm so upset. Um, I'm going to have to have you guys pour hot yogurt over my toes while I film this scene. <laughs> what? And they did it, David. They did it. They, they poured hot yogurt over his toes. His toes are not shown in the shot. I don't know why, but something about that. It's got me going. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Dave was like, I'm going to try that. Like, that's, yeah, that's silly. Why but yogurt? Like, what kind of yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a stupid, silly thing to do. What kind of yogurt do you suppose like, they use? much, like quantity-wise. And like, what temperature? Yeah, what temperature do you suppose would be good for that? <laughs> you, are we think, We're thinking just like lightly warm, like 102, 103. I'm thinking safe like 110 like whoa yeah that's not that hot right i don't know too hot for um dairy product for me yeah i think to each their own who wouldn't want to have hot yogurt poured on their toes kind of 
I mean, never say never. Am I right? I'm going to say more than that. I'm going to say, yeah, okay, sometimes. Sometimes. Intermittently. (laughs) (laughs) Different flavors for variation. Right. Yeah. Chunk. Are we talking chunky? Are we talking smooth? Ew, like with fruit pieces in it? Yeah, fruit at the bottom. You got to stir it Fruit on the bottom. (laughs) Fruit on the bottom of your feet. Right. That's gross. I don't understand, like... No, I don't think I want to understand like why it had to be hot yogurt. You know what? I to each it'd their, be to each so their uncomfortable if it were cold cold yogurt. I think both of those would be uncomfortable. I mean, you never. I mean, uncom cold would definitely be uncomfortable. Someone out there is using cold yogurt. <laughs> this is like lukewarm yogurt. Lukewarm? <laughs> Ew, that's worse. Mm. That's just like mud. That's just sludge. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the only thing that he put his production assistant through, speaking of his production assistant, because so like, you know, this is kind of the most dangerous thing (laughs) that he tried to put his, well, no, did put his production assistant through. Um, So, you know, that scene like with the bat, like the iconic bat scene. Yes. Where the bat comes swooping in to, um, you know, bite Nick Cage or whatever. Yes. Well, the producers obviously wanted to use like a mechanical bat. (laughs) <laughs> because they couldn't have a live bat on set um, because bats like carry rabies. Like what, like if a bat is like even like in the room with you, like if you wake up and there's a bat in the room with you, you need to go get like rabies tested. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. They just always have rabies. <laughs> and so the producers were trying to explain like, this is why we need a mechanical bat and cage through a full outfit saying like, it's not going to look real. It's going to look stupid we have to do a real bat. And they're like, Nick, like, no, like that's not safe. It's also not, not really legal. So, but he's fucking nuts. So he sent his personal production assistant to central park with an ice cooler and a broom <laughs> to catch a bat. Wow. And they, so and, they could use it on set. And did it, did they end up catching a bat? He didn't catch a bat. No, you don't didn't catch say. One. You don't say. And the producers are like, no, that's not why we're. <laughs> it's not the lack of bats. <laughs> it's like, this is dangerous. Um, but then Cage found out that you could like FedEx bats from Mexico. <laughs> and the producers were like, Nick, no. And the only way that they could eventually convince him as a director was like, if you get if you get bit by a bat, you're going to die. And then the movie will, will be ruined. <laughs> and so like... he, he was like, OK, fine. Okay, I'm okay, okay with it now. I understand now. Okay, I'm on board. I didn't understand it until now, but now that I understand, I will be dead. <laughs> I will be dead, and the movie will be ruined. Right. Poor Cage. He's just, you know, he's dedicated to the craft. You got to give him that. Well, I mean, it's tough when you don't, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you have experienced this as well where you just don't understand what the expert is saying. And so you just keep trying to make it real. And the expert's like, no, no, it's not how it happens. You're like, yeah, but what if, yeah, but what if we had a broom and an ice bucket? (laughs) You know, you've been there. Yeah. He's like, I feel like you guys aren't receptive to my brainstorming here. (laughs) Right. I feel like you're shutting me down. I brought the cooler. (laughs) Without hearing me out. What else do you need? Hear me out. They're out there he, grabbing the bat either way. So 
I, I love that like Cage didn't go try. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, perfect. This is why I have a personal production assistant. And the director's like, that's not why we gave, <laughs> gave you one of those. <laughs> Please don't send him on any more errands. Right. Yeah. But he, he didn't. At least not any catching live animals, wild animals. Well, thank God. Well, thank God for that. Because the movie would have been crazy if that had happened. Yeah. Did, speaking of, so, okay, so just minor tangent here, but, I mean, it's it's relevant. As a child, did you have any, um, like, movies or shows about animals that really freaked you out? Let, let me I, let me let me let me just kind of go into launching the thing that I'm. Yeah, I need to know where you're going with this. Yeah. So I'm remembering this because I had a friend who was really absurdly scared of bats and I just didn't that didn't make any sense to me, really, because I was like, bats, mm-hmm. what are they going to. They're so cute. How's that scary? But, you know, I mean, he got that way because of something. Um, well, I remember. Uh, having watched the 1978 um, cartoon version of Watership Down <gasps> with rabbits. The rabbits. And like the, the insane violence in those fights and being like, man, don't mess with rabbits, dude. Like, <laughs> don't, me- <laughs> don't fuck with rabbits. Well, you have a rabbit now. I know. I know. I overcame my fear. But that's why I ask is is I remember my buddy being super scared of bats. And I think about this scene. And I had another friend who was just terrified of birds. And I had, you know, my mom had like a cockatiel. And I remember taking the cockatiel out and my friend leaping behind the cat, like literally throwing his body behind the couch as the bird came out of the cage, like, ah, and (laughs) jumping behind the couch. And I just couldn't stop laughing at that because it's just a little bird, you know? Um, It's just a bird. So. was it because because in because in this movie you have cage fighting off a bat uh-huh. i don't know did you have any worries about that as a kid or i suppose an adult probably not as an adult not, not as an adult i have a lot more fears of bats <laughs> because i went to vet school and i learned how they are just like rabid until proven not rabid Ugh. but they're they're really really cute up up close Aww. but no i wasn't afraid of bats we have a lot of bats in mississippi where i'm from but they would drown like in like the like lakes and like pools and you'd find their in it. So I always felt like sympathetic towards bats. Really? Yeah. But I... lizards, on the other hand, not so much like the little anoles, like the little green ones whose tails snap off. Yeah. Because my my family members and it was just like a thing that people would do. Is this a thing where you're from where you take the lizards and like they'll bite? They don't have like teeth, but they like bite and they clamp on. And so people will put them on their ears, like earrings. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so we're, I mean, so you don't really have lizards like that here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, you do a little oh, bit in, in, in the more arid p- portions, but we're in the West part of the state. So it's not really that, that's not really a thing. But when I lived in California, we had alligator lizards and they are mean biters like it is painful i don't know what those little anoles feel like but they're teeny tiny yeah these alligator lizards have a clamp and so um i remember how big are they um they can be you know it depends on what age you catch them at but they can be little teeny tiny and that's not fun but they can get up to be you know like a foot or a foot and a half long (gasps) 
I think. No. I, I may be wrong. That's scary. Alligator. No, we have those little soft jawed, <laughs> tender little anoles that are just really cute and petite. Little sweeties. Uh, I little sweeties. Let's see how big they can get. Um. Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have an answer soon. I can't tell. I'm not afraid of lizards anymore, but now. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of. Maybe I would. I think I actually already told you this, so I'll just admit it. I'm kind of afraid of birds. Mm. And you have you have birds. It makes sense. It's it, in terms of things to be scared of. I mean, birds have the kind of like the ultimate uh, set of talents to be scary, right? So they're like hyper mobile. They can be anywhere you are <laughs> yes, in a matter in a matter of seconds. They can. <laughs> yes, they can. Uh, they can bite the ever-loving bejesus out of you. They basically have a it pair hurts. of knife-like vice grips on their face. Yes. And that same pair of vice grips is what they use to do everything with. So if you're going to handle them, you're going to be touching their beak a decent amount. So, yeah, and, I mean, it makes sense. And diseases. <laughs> oh, like, like herpes. Are you afraid of, like, it, what? Oh, my God. Well, they get chlamydia. Parrots can get chlamydia. It's a completely different type of chlamydia. Um, this is kind of a this is a vet story. But one of my um, mentors works with birds a lot. And he was trying to explain to an owner um, like, oh, yeah, your your bird has an infectious disease. Your bird has chlamydia. Like, it, it's fine. Like, we're going to treat it with like an antibiotic, blah, blah, blah. And the guy was getting it was like this really huge client. And he was getting really, really angry about it like visibly angry and he my, my mentor was like i think that are you okay like why are you i can i sense that you're upset i didn't have sex with my parrot that's literally what he said yeah. he slams his fist down and he's like i don't know what you're implying <laughs> but i did not have sex with my bird the guy probably had chlamydia right <laughs> he had to have why else right. would he be so sensitive right yeah about it? He probably had chlamydia. But yeah, birds are scary. And I, I t think I told you about the time that I pet sat those African greys. Maybe. Go ahead. Why not? Oh, my God. They're so scary. So African greys have like such a vocabulary. Yeah, they big. can just have conversations with you. <laughs> and it's really scary. And I was pet sitting these African greys when I was in vet school. And the the woman who was caring for them was a little kooky. And she was very, very – she kind of treated them like – special needs toddlers and it was like you cannot disturb their schedule um and, like you can't do anything to upset them and these are all these are this is these these are the two lists of things that upset them i'm like great great so whenever i would go in to check on them at night she was very adamant like you can't turn on any lights because it'll upset their sleep schedule <laughs> but uh, correct i'm like i need to see and she's like no you don't it's fine like just don't turn on any lights and go into the dark room with loose parrots mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like sure yeah that sounds great and i went in and they, they would be loose and i would have to put them in one of them in a room and one of them in a cage and i couldn't find them oh that seems like a real bad idea to just grab a parrot that's roosting and do something with <laughs> I it i wouldn't yeah, yeah. i wouldn't so, do i don't know them like it's not like we're friends like I'm, and it's I'm, and by the time you've reached african grays you've reached parrots that can do damage to you <laughs> Huge, huge birds. Like, these were not like babies. They were big parrots. Well, they're not huge. They were huge. It was the biggest bird I've ever seen in my life. What? And they got bigger at night. And okay. at night, I would go in, I had to go into this dark room 
and try to find them. And I couldn't find them one night. And I just hear behind me, what are you doing? <laughs> and it was the scariest fucking thing that's ever, I was like petrified. And, and then it swooped at my head and it went like over my head. And they're like, oh yeah, like careful. Like he might try to land on your head. They warned me. <laughs> what are you doing? Like there's anything I can do <laughs> to prevent it. And then I, I just like walked out. I'm like, I'll come back later when you've settled down, sir. But I still like that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Terrifying. And I, and after he said that, I still couldn't find him. He was just like stalking me around the room. So yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't like judge birds, but I don't treat them. <laughs> I don't. That's do it. fair. They're definitely. I mean, up there with uh, horses in terms of sketchiness yes. and owner yes. sketchiness. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Like, I mean, you know, you can tell a lot about a person who has birds or who has horses. You just you, you can say that as someone who has birds. They, yeah, it's a lane. It's a lane. In vet school, there were definitely like the horse people who like knew what they were doing and were like, like loved horses. And then there was me like, I'm just going to stand as far away from them as possible. What do I need to do to get signed off? Can they do it for me? I'd rather they do it for me. Horses scare the ever loving bejesus out of me. They'll hurt you. Oh, one yeah. of our one of my one of my colleagues is out of the office right now. Like she's not working anymore because she got thrown from her horse and has two herniated discs and a fractured pelvis and a fractured lumbar vertebrae. Oh, they got those people teeth too. They do. I don't like those things. I'll trust them. They're they get sharp too. Yeah. I don't know how we started talking about horse teeth, but yeah, horse teeth are scary. Because of bats. No offense to our, our horse people and bird people listening. It's we a, love you. You know you're Elaine. Come on. <laughs> but I think, I'm pretty sure Nick Cage is a horse person. Like, I would put $100 billion down. Yes. Yes, okay, he is. Well, you'd be $100 billion in debt, I do believe. Well, so would, so is Nick Cage. So, like, whatever. Touche. He's, I, I think he's worked his way out of it at this point. But I, Good but for him. He I, needs to stop buying islands and stuff. Did he buy islands? Yes. He bought everything. Wow. Yeah. He, he said recently, I think he he's kind of at the end of of the tunnel in terms of being able to pay off his tremendous debt for whatever he w was buying. And so I think he said he was going to be a lot more selective in the roles that he chose. Oh, which no. Is, I don't like that. Yeah, which is kind of unfortunate because I feel like this... Um, this most recent kind of couple of years have just been just banger after banger of kind of Mandy Lucy color Goosey. out of space. Yeah. Prisoners of Ghostland and Willy yeah. Wonder Willie's Wonderland or whatever it is. Where he doesn't say a single line of dialogue. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, Prisoners of Ghostland or Willie's Wonderland, but my brother-in-law assures me that Willie's Wonderland is great. It is great. And I've had I think we've had like. 12 club members recommend it and whenever like, people were voting on what movie we we're going to cover everyone's like wait what about Willy's Wonderland I'm like I think that we should do a stream lounge and like watch it together but that's just my opinion that'd be cool that'd be cool <laughs> that, that that's a good one animatronics um that are like will haunt you yes Ooh. Nick Cage yes that yes and yes good. yeah so that's what we'll do next but I guess it's time to rate this rate vampires kiss Okay. So the rate is your personal score. Okay. One to ten. Um I mean, I know what I know what I'm giving it. I think I know what I'm giving it too. Um I've I've been pretty open about my enjoyment of this movie, but I do feel like it's one of those movies that has a little bit of like a cap on it. 
on what do you mean how f- how great it can be kind of so like you know how if you bring little kids to a bowling alley then you put the you put the little bars gutters. yeah you put yeah. the bars down in front of the gutters so yeah you could you could roll a 300 but it's an asterisk you know that's fair that's fair i see what you mean it feels like it's got a little bit of bars on on it you know it's like it's pretty good but um i feel like it's uh, for me it sits at about an eight out of ten that's really good i yeah i i think it's as good as it can be for what it is that's really i mean which is like a a character yeah I, i mean a movie that is just about one character, a f- just a character study and hinges entirely on Nick Cage's performance. Yeah. You know, it's it's a real and and it's kind of a one trick pony is what I'm trying to say. That's that's valid and fair. Um, I think I could watch this 800 times, though. I will watch it again. I will say I'll say that. <laughs> I will absolutely be watching this with anyone who will tolerate watching it with me because it was just so fun and so ridiculous and I love Nick Cage and I kind of like the story but yeah I agree I I really like your little analogy about like the what are they called bumpers bumpers, bumpers that thank they put you out. yes yeah so yeah I would say that this has like this movie does have bumpers on it but I still love it so so much and everyone should watch it um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go nine plastic vampire fangs out of ten. Ooh, plastic vampire fangs uh, yeah one. yeah i guess i i just i just gave mine a straight number huh i should give it a like a <laughs> eight eight renditions of the abcs <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be doing that for months. <laughs> I never <laughs> missed no one's seen this movie. They're not going to know what I'm talking about, and I'm still going to do it. And then you scream at them about how I never misfiled anything. Not once. I've never misfiled anything. <laughs> not one time. Not one time. Not, not one time. Nick and I are already doing the Alva. <laughs> Alva. Alva. God, such a good movie. Um, I will I will be watching it again. Now the tough part is we have to rank this or yeah, rank it Ooh. on our hideous scoreboard. Um for those of you who are new to this podcast, our website has a a scoreboard on it where we slot nearly every single movie that we watch with very rare exceptions and it's an it's a it's a cluster and it can, makes no sense. Can and, you remind um, me of the of the of your website? What is your website? Oh God! Like the actual web link. Yeah, I got. I want to see the list. Oh my God! Okay, so the actual web link is so embarrassing. That's okay. So you should just because it's a free Wix website for now. We're working on it. But if you go to our Instagram, there's a tiny URL that you can just click and follow. Ah, okay, that's a that's good instruction. Because the actual URL is like nightlighthorrormo dot dot com backslash. All right, <laughs> All right. I won't going. make you. Okay, I won't make you do that. Um, scoreboard. Okay, here we are. Yes. Now, recently Bryce was on your show, my yes. cohort uh, over at Horror Movie Talk, and 
he didn't he, was he did not offended. have a strong realize he did not realize exactly how this list works i love the scoreboard i've said it before i'll say it again the scoreboard is good because it's not good exactly it's, it's like the most offensive way to rate movies but it's also so much fun to literally put them up against each other in a list because it creates situations like it did with Bryce where he's like, really? You're putting the exorcist down at 50. And then he, and then he like, he was he, 55 and he was so unhappy with it. Cause and, he had been gushing about the exorcist that whole episode. And then and he, I knew where it was and I was like, Oh no, he's going to see it. He, he bargained with you over it. And I love that the list is now bargainable. No, I didn't say that. I made a special exception for Bryce because I love Bryce. Right. But <laughs> if there's a of... special exception, then there are, can be special exceptions. Co- correct. I'm correct. just saying, I'm not going to try and pull any strings here. I'm just saying I love the the, the scoreboard is a has a it's it's its own sort of beast. And I like that. Beast. It is. It's a mess. And it just got messier because like just. I think that the first time we revised it was whenever we, were, we revised A Quiet Place because we were just like, what were we thinking? Yeah. We were just writing that emotional high. And we're like, wait, no, that can't <laughs> go there. <laughs> and then The Exorcist. Those are the, those are the only two that I've switched okay. so far. Okay, so where are you thinking? Where should we start here? I think you, sh- I think you should do the honors. <sighs> Well, because I always I always put it right at the top or right at the bottom. <laughs> so we need someone who's like a little more objective. I don't know. I gave this an eight. You gave it a nine. That's got to say something, right? So it well, can't be initially my I wrote down ten <laughs> until you said the gutter concept, the bumper thing. I was oh, like, okay, geez. fine. Jeez. So for you, this is, could be like top ten. Yes. Okay. Which I... is ridiculous, and I know, and I know it doesn't belong there i would never put that so okay so here's a frame of reference uh within the top 10 number five is american psycho Mm -hmm. which i would argue which i would argue is a better version of this movie correct so i think it has to go lower than five yeah so so is it so number six is american werewolf in london that one's sacred and it's gonna take something really 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 special that is not Vampire's Kiss. I'm sorry. Okay. So number seven is Poltergeist that you did with Bryce. Yeah, let's just upset Bryce again, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> let's just make him really upset. <laughs> you put Poltergeist above The Exorcist, which he would be upset about, I feel. Well, like. that was kind of the the like bargain. Yeah, because <laughs> The Exorcist got moved like 40 points. Yeah, truly. And I was like, okay, but like, no, it can't be. <laughs> you can have eight. You can't have seven. Oh, Okay. <laughs> you you what a you think it should go above Poltergeist? I mean or yes. The Exorcist or Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Or Okay, so you're fa- you're landing on somewhere around a 7 or an 8. Um yes. Mm. Yes, I am. And I'm I am afraid to admit that, but yes, this is the top 10 for me. I'll allow it, you know? I mean, really, uh, I just, 
I just want to. We just got to <laughs> knock the things that Bryce likes. We got to knock them down. No, all the way. Right. We got to get the exorcist back to 55. Right. So we just keep Next, moving it down. Only 55 more episodes to go, baby. That's right. Or, <laughs> no, I guess, I guess it's not. A little closer. 40 something episodes to go. Okay, so, so where, is, where are you landing? Oh, God. I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to be, I'm going to be kind to Bryce and mm. I'm going to split the difference um, because I know Poltergeist and Exorcist are like two of his favorite movies. So yeah. I'm going to put it in between them. I'm going to say this is below Poltergeist. Above Exorcist, Bryce. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, so this is number eight. I love it. <gasps> but that great. knocks it follows out of ten. That it does. Yes, it does. That, I'm, that's How do you a, feel I'm about that. Okay. You're okay with it? Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, don't get. I mean, I think The Exorcist is a better movie than Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> but if it means that Bryce get becomes more offended, then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, you I know, think that's my goal here. To yeah. be honest. All right, I, that was that was easier than I thought it would be. Okay, new number eight. Yay! <laughs> I can't believe this is top ten. I cannot believe it. I'm so happy. I'm honestly relieved. That makes um, this better than Exorcist, Psycho, It Follows, uh, the Pop, the Babadook, Midsummer, Hereditary, Scream, Creep. Scream, which is uh, should be number one. This makes this this is better than The Witch and Misery. Okay. Wow. All this to say that this um, this scoreboard offends everyone equally. So <laughs> I, I am offended by it. How did mine. Krampus get put at the very bottom of the list? Because fuck Krampus. That's why. I thought you liked 13, 13, 13, 13 Ghosts. Ghost? Yeah. yeah, that is also offensive to me. That needs to be way higher. Who put that way there? Higher. Was that Emma? Yeah, I think it was Emma. Thir Emma found it extremely cringe and not funny. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. No, I disagree. Oh my gosh. I disagree. I love that movie. Blech. It's so bad. Here's it's so my, good. Here's I can't my problem enough. with that movie is everybody who talks about it is like, I just love all the backstories, the, the ghosts. No, that's not why. And not there's why. literally no backstories to the ghosts. It was uh, like some made for TV thing that, yeah, that came out with the DVD it's yes. not in the movie. It's not in the movie. It's not explained. Um, it's absurd. And most of the backstories are like really, really horrifying and sound like they were written by like a 13-year-old with issues. 13-year-old. Oh, my God. A 13-year-old, thir yeah. yeah, I should yeah. say. People who don't know how this movie is like marketed and spelled think that we're having strokes right now. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe. So was the person who decided to spell it this way. Mm, yeah. Thir 13 goes. All right. Well, number eight. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I can't believe it did. We, we went that high, but I'm happy. It happened. That it did happened. happen. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining the, the show, Bryce. Uh, not Bryce. Thank you so much for joining. I was still thinking about Bryce. I'm looking at the scoreboard for joining David. Um, please tell Bryce immediately um, what we have done. And uh, everyone else, go look at our scoreboard, get offended, um, and then email us. Our email address is nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. I want to know which part of this scoreboard offends you the most. For me, it's Scream, uh, but that's just me. So you, so what's the, what's the crowning achievement of the scoreboard for you? Right now, it's Vampire's Kiss. I'm really, really, <laughs> that's, yes. I'm really, really proud of how high we were able to get that. 
Yeah. I, you but know, I think Hill House, actually. I'm really happy with where Hill House is and how it's managed to stay that high. Let me see. I can't seem to. It's number three. Oh, wow. I know. And I think it deserves to be there, but I'm just surprised that more people haven't fought me on it. It's a little strange because it's a show. So Wait, you are talking about The Haunting of yeah. Hill House. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I for the purposes of the list, I mean, for the purposes of the scoreboard, I get it, you know, because, I mean, you guys did devote a good couple of episodes to it. So I guess it just, yeah, three. I, I would have, I would, it's hard to compare shows and movies just because shows have. It's s- hard to compare movies and movies. Yeah, it is. And it's not, I mean, yeah, it's, it's silly. To, like we've always said this on our podcast, which people get all upset when you give a movie that they like a bad score or a movie that yeah. they don't like a good score but it's like it's just so silly to like rate art you know because yeah true it hits everyone differently it's just a fun thing to do to get people talking you know like yeah so I, well, I mean Vampire's Kiss is a good example of that because like people did not like this movie when it came out and now it's like a kind of a like a cult hit yeah yeah so so like who knows? Who Maybe knows? all my favorite movies are actually trash. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, you know, th- but that's the thing is like, if it's good for you, good, then great. Exactly. Yeah. Then don't let someone else's opinion of it ruin it for you. Just, yeah, have a good time with it. Yeah. Don't try to yick my yum. I like, I like my stupid scoreboard. Actually, I don't. It's a nightmare, but I like it anyway. What was, what did you just say? Don't try to yick my yum? Yeah. What's that? It's like, don't try to like, Ruin things I like. I've never. If heard I'm enjoying that something, like, yeah, I don't. It's like yuck. Some people say yuck or don't try to yuck my yum. I like yuck. That's my oh, my, my preference. Yuck my. Oh, what? okay. It makes a lot. I get it now. Don't try to yuck. <laughs> now that yum. it's yuck and not yuck, I like yuck. What is yuck? It's the same as yuck. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's like okay. It's like an excited utterance sort of word. Yuck. Correct. Okay. I yuck. get it. Because when it's said, <laughs> just just gent just. Just as a thing, just hey, don't you yick, don't yick. I'm like, don't wait. yick. <laughs> wait, what? You're okay. doing it right now, David. You're yicking my yum about yicking my yum. I'm sorry, I didn't understand yeah, you it. Should be. <laughs> just trying to understand. I didn't realize I was gonna get offensive about it. So offensive. Well, I hope I hope that this episode offended everyone, and I I hope that if you haven't seen Vampire's Kiss, that you are compelled to go watch it. Because seriously, go watch it. And um, that that's it. Um, the only other shout out I have is our our Mother's Day poll is up on our patron page, and it's Mother, uh, the visit, and oh my goodness, what's the other one? Something else. Something else. What is the other one? Oh God, I don't know because the visit is taking the lead right now, and I am like shook. <laughs> Here, I oh it won't let me. I'm on my wrong account. I can do it over here. See it. Oh my god! What I was just looking at it. Don't try to yick my yum now. Here. <laughs> Published. Here we go. View. Show me. I want to know. Oh yeah! I cannot believe this. Okay, so the the horror poll right now, the mom horror poll is mother, us, in the visit. In the visit has the lead, and I just I didn't even think that anyone would vote for it so so mother is the darren aronofsky film 
mm-hmm. mother exclam- exclamation point and that is an extremely uncomfortable movie um uh, what are you gonna vote for um i don't know but i really but this is a hard one because um i really like you'd be hard pressed to find a more upsetting movie than mother just to me like i wouldn't right. wa- I, w- I wouldn't want to rewatch it so that there's that and then but then the visit is like a spectacular m night movie so well i it might win i will i will say that us is just i'm not a a big us fan i have an opinion that i can't share yet but i Mm. do have an opinion about us i've seen i've seen all of these except for mother which i saw drunk and it doesn't count um, but I know Ariana is gunning really hard for mother because she likes to make me watch disturbing things. <laughs> so she's gunning really hard for that. So y'all should um, uh, go join the patron if you're not already a club officer and then vote for anything else. <laughs> Don't make me watch mother. Go vote for the visit. I would love to talk about the visit. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, that's all I have. Do you have any other notes, David? Oh, no, not really. Other than. A, B, C, D. E, F, G. I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm going to do it forever. Well, until next time, guys, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.